Welcome to the Do More Podcast, where we share strategies and tips for improving your life in every aspect. Here's your host, John Farling. Welcome to the very first episode of the Do More Podcast. I'm your host, John Farling. Uh, this first episode, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, introduction of what I'm hoping to get out of this and, and where it may go, and also give you a little bit about myself, and then we're going to talk about uh, kind of what's been on my mind. Uh, I don't want to say daily motivation, maybe weekly motivation podcast, maybe monthly. I have no idea. Uh, but the idea behind this podcast is to achieve more not only in business and life, um, but everything. So, you know, when you say do more, you can do more in business, obviously. You can do more in life. You can do more in health. You can do more in, um, you know, spiritual things. Just, you can just do more in everything. So that's the idea is let's figure out a way to do more. Um, I'm going to, from time to time, do one-off episodes where it's just me talking and rambling probably a little bit, which is hopefully going to be this one, this episode. And then we're also going to have industry experts. Um, and that's going to be, could be in any field, could be um, in self-storage, which is my asset class that I'm focused on. Um, and this podcast will probably be somewhat focused or heavily focused on self-storage, um, but can also talk about, you know, again, health, life anything. So that's the idea. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, again, John Farley, live in Columbus, Ohio, and had a nine to five outside sales job that I started in 2009, I believe. Um, at the time, uh, I took the job because it was, I had a flexible schedule. Uh, with the job, and they understood that I wanted to coach high-level basketball. And when I say high-level basketball, um, I played a little bit in college. Um, I was on the team, and maybe we'll dive into that another episode, but I was on the team. I didn't necessarily play all that much, but I fought and scrapped my way onto the team in college. Um, and this is basically, what, four or five years after I graduated college. Still had the basketball itch. Thought I wanted to coach college basketball. Ended up coaching at a junior college, um, actually a pretty high-level junior college here in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, did that for a year. Realized going through that, because uh, I had met my wife, I believe a year before that, or roughly a year before that, or soon-to-be wife, and being away from her um, and, and just kind of reflecting, I'm like, yeah, this isn't uh, the lifestyle I want. You know, I, I would go to work, um, I'd leave at like 6 a.m., and from work, I'd go straight to basketball, and that'd be, I think, around 1, maybe, 1 or 2 p.m. I'd go to basketball, and there were most days, especially in the preseason, where we were at the office till 11 or 12 at night. So that was um, that was a grind, and my wife was working at the time, too. So we didn't see each other that much. Um, you know, During the day, sometimes I'd come home if she wasn't working during the day, and we'd see each other, but it, it was a grind. So... Quickly figured out that, yeah, the coaching lifestyle, high-level coaching lifestyle isn't for me. Uh, ended up coaching high school basketball for four years after that. Um, but I, I think it probably it helped in ways to realize that I don't have to just have a 9-to-5 job. 
I can do other things that I enjoy on the side. Um, and eventually that turned into, well, I can make money on the side. And that's, that thought process started um, when we had our first kid, our daughter, um, in 2014. So as she was, you know, begin, or preparing to come into this world, um, I started running calculations on a retirement calculator. And, and at the time, I made pretty good money. At my sales job, I made pretty good money. And, you know, putting things into this calculator, figuring out what I'm going to need in saving or what we're going to need in savings or an IRA or whatever to comfortably retire. I, it, you know, it was saying I could retire like 75, 80 years old, which is crazy. And at that time, I think it would say it's I think it said I would make the same amount of money at that time through my retirement, which is crazy because of that, you know, 40 years from now or 50 years, whatever, you know, whatever that timeline was. Um, that money would be cut in half due to inflation. So really, that's not the amount I needed. I probably needed double that. So that got the wheels spinning. Whether all those numbers are accurate or not, I don't know. They got the they got my mind spinning to where I knew I needed to do more. You know, hence the name of this podcast. But I knew I I knew I needed to do more and not just a nine to five. Um, and I liked the flexibility of my nine to five. I did. Um, there were things I didn't like about it, and it was a small owned by a, um, a family. And uh, not my family, but owned by a family and, and did a lot of things right, some things wrong. And I'd learned from both. And it was a good experience. But I knew I wanted to go further. I had bigger dreams, bigger goals. And I couldn't get those done working there. So uh, end of 14, uh, we've got a uh, you know baby girl at home. And I decide to get into rental real estate and bought my first single family rental I think end of 14, very beginning of 15, somewhere in there during the winter. And I did everything on that. So I found the deal, funded the deal, did all the repairs. Um, and I want to say the repairs were four or five months, I believe it took me. And I went over there every single day um, after work, sometimes during work, and just busted my hump getting that thing rehabbed. And, uh, that, that was a grind. I thought, um, college basketball was a grind. That was a grind. That was not only a physical grind, but a mental grind. And, uh, realized that one, that's not really the way if I'm going to try to have any type of portfolio, that's not the way to do it. And I also realized that one house isn't going to do anything. Uh, it created some equity, but as far as cash flow, I was lucky to make 300 bucks a month. And I think I had my down payment was probably, oh, what was my down payment? I don't even remember now. I think I bought the thing for 70. So I had some money and we'll call it 20 or 30 grand into it with repairs and everything. So that, um, you know, I, I learned a lot of lessons there, which was great. So the, the biggest thing is though I took action, which is what today's, you know, the, what I want to focus on today after my intro here. Um, but I took action. And I did some things right, did some things wrong, and realized that I can't scale at all if I'm going to do everything myself. So then over the years, I basically bought a property one per year. Um, I had I ended up with four single family rentals, and I did one flip in there. And I did realize that I'm done doing the repairs. So after the first rental house, I did a few repairs here and there, but I hired 98% of everything out. So that did help, although I didn't scale any much any further. Um, 
you know, buying one house a year really isn't scaling. Um, I did learn things, but I, it also got me to the point where after four years, we'll call it, I realized single family homes isn't going to get me to where I wanted to go. So I started looking at multifamily. And at the time, I thought the market was hard, was hot. And so did everybody else. And this was, we'll call it 2017, 18. Um, and looking back now, I could have bought everything and anything I would have touched would have made me a multimillionaire. But um, didn't find anything. Went to other assets, looked at Subway franchises, looked at uh, handyman companies to buy. Uh, found a car wash that was very close to closing. And the deal ended up falling apart. But while doing that deal, and this is another, you know, kind of learning port, learning point along the journey. Found that you could do an SBA loan, which is a small business loan uh, backed by the government. Um, and those loans, you can bring less of a down payment percentage wise. So I don't remember for the car wash. It was low. I could either bring five or 10% down and get into this. I want to say it was a $2 million deal. So to me, that was, I was getting, my money was, you know, doing more for me as opposed to a single family rental house where I had to put 25% down. So quickly learned that, uh, or, uh, you know, I, I, I found out that again, went back to the SBA, found out, yeah, that's an option. Um, but the deal felt car wash deal fell apart, but realized self-storage was another asset class that I could do SBA financing with. So kind of did very little research. Um, and this is going to go back to the idea of this episode is taking action. Um, I did a little bit of research. Um, I did reach out to um, a couple industry experts and learned very little, but I started looking for deals. We'll call it day two. Um, I don't know if I was a couple of weeks into finding self-storage or what it was, but it was basically right away. Started looking for deals. And that's the key. I just started looking for deals, started taking action. And at the same time, kind of learning a little bit about storage along the way. So end of 19, no, end, sorry, end of 18, end up getting, um, finding a, a self-storage deal uh, here in Ohio and taking the thing down. It was SBA loans take a while. I think it took me, I don't know, four or five months to close. Uh, but I ended up closing June of 2019. My first self-storage deal was an SBA loan. Uh, 15% down. Actually, that's exactly how my first two loans were. Uh, and they were smaller. Uh, we're talking around $400,000 for each one. Um, those values have absolutely gone up since then. But that's what the, my first two deals were. So fast forward a little bit, took those down. Now we're into beginning of 2020. And I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, okay, I can leave my job through self-storage. And it may only take maybe just these two deals at some point, but I didn't want to wait till some point. I wanted to <laughs> quit my job then because I saw I saw the light. It's like, okay, storage can do what I've been looking for. Um, Money-wise, freedom-wise, lifestyle, all that stuff. Business-wise, it checked all the boxes. So um, I kind of had a I probably mini meltdown. Uh, I remember it was right before COVID, January, February, whatever of 20. And was going to try to make it work and leave my job with those two facilities, which were at best kicking off, we'll call it $3,000 a month, which did not cover our expenses. Um, but 
I, after that little mini meltdown, mini, you know, mental meltdown, I realized, you know what, I could either try to force these or I can go hard at trying to find more deals. And that's what I did. So I send out some more mailers, direct mail marketing, and we'll get into that another episode at some point. Um, that's how I find most of my deals is they're off market and I send out letters to, to uh, owners. So I send out, we'll call it another 80 letters and got two deals from that basically right away. Um, got the third one with seller financing and really good terms and closed, I think it was May of 20. So right when COVID happened, it was great timing um, for myself, for the job, everything. Um, but I was able to, since I closed May of 20, um, I was at home for a little bit during COVID um, as far as you know, work-wise. And I was able to kind of test drive what it was like being home, um, working from home, being around family the whole time. Because that is an adjustment. I don't care what anyone says. It's an adjustment for everybody, not only myself, but my family with me being around and all that stuff. So I was able to kind of test drive that. And right after that happened, like I was ready to quit, but right after that happened, I found or got in the contract on the fourth deal. That one needed bank financing. So I needed my nine to five, um, the W-2. I needed that to go to the bank and say, hey, give me a loan on this property, um, which I did. Closed in August, quit my job. Um, so I had four facilities under my belt. And uh, that was August of 20. And, and since then, um, and at some point, I do want to go kind of deeper into all this and how, you know, kind of the, the road, the path, the journey, everything too. Um, but since then have acquired uh, about 300,000 square feet in, all in Ohio. Um, it's a, to me, a true business. Um, there are still pieces I can implement to make it to where it's completely on autopilot. It's semi-autopilot right now, but I'm still kind of managing the controls. I am the only one in acquisitions right now. In fact, I'm under contract on two deals right now to where I have to do everything. You know, I'm getting emails from the lender asking uh, for financials. I've got to do all that stuff. So not that it's a ton of work and I've got all my files ready to shoot off, but it's still, I'm still in the cockpit um, helping steer this thing. So I'm not to the point where it's, um, it's on complete autopilot and I can just, you know, leave for six months and it keeps running I could probably do that, but it's not going to be very smooth for um, for my team. So that is the goal. Um, we are getting there. We're getting close to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy and proud about that. But this podcast, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a few minutes here on taking action. Um, to me, that's, I don't want to say the biggest part about what this podcast is going to be about, but probably uh, it's going to be one of the biggest parts. So, so about a month ago, end of June, um, this is uh, July of 2023, end of June, myself and a, a good friend, Ian Horowitz, went to Mark Evans, uh, the deal maker, event in Cleveland, Ohio, and it was more of an inspiration, motivational, kind of rah-rah event. Um, great event, great speakers, um, but the event kind of kicked me in my butt especially with this podcast and a few other things I have going on too, to where I've been thinking about it and not taking any action. 
And for example, this podcast, I've been thinking about a podcast for at least a year, probably longer than that. Like, yeah, that's a cool idea. But I had all these limiting beliefs like, oh, who's going to listen to me? Or I'm not going to be able to sit there and talk for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Um, and I still have those limiting beliefs. Um, in fact, uh, it's been probably, I don't know, I think three wins, three weeks since I've committed to doing a podcast. And what I've done is I've, I've bitten off small chunks. So first off, I, I found a local uh, podcast guy that'll edit, um, do my logo, upload everything, basically do everything that I have no idea how to do. And that, that was, those were my excuses that were holding me back from doing anything was, okay, well, I could record a podcast. That's not a problem. I'm, well, I'm not saying the inner workings are, but I can record a podcast, but how am I going to download it? How am I going to edit it? What am I going to do for intro and outro and all the music and the, the logo and all that stuff? So these were thoughts that I put in my head to where it was, okay, these are real, to me, it was legit excuses not to do a podcast. So Mark Evans event really kicked me in the butt that said, you know what? No, you've been thinking about this, do it. Worst case that happens is I do it. It's not good. <laughs> Six months, a year from now, I'm the only person that's listening to it. Actually, I probably won't even listen to it. Um, but at least I tried it. And then I could pivot and do something else or pivot and do a different type of podcast. I have no idea. Um, so yeah, a lot of things I was hung up on that were, that were false narratives. Um, and I used those to not get myself out of my comfort zone because this is doing this podcast is 100% outside of my comfort zone. Um, I'm not someone that can just sit here and ramble on. And here I am almost 18 minutes in and I am rambling on. Um, but this is not a strength for me, but it's making me grow. It's pushing me outside my boundaries, outside my comfort zone, which is at some point, hopefully we have a podcast where we talk about that and go more in depth. But today's about taking action. So with this podcast, I just took action. In fact, um, true story, uh, about a half hour ago, I had already done a podcast. I thought I recorded it. I went to listen just to the very beginning and it was a 20 minute podcast. Just listen to the very beginning. There's no audio. I have no idea what happened. I did it on my tablet, on my Microsoft Surface. Did not record. Um, wasn't happy about that. But looking back now, uh, this episode, right now, the way it's coming off is 400 times better than the first one. So I'll chalk that up as it was a trial run. No big deal. I learned from it. I now know that I cannot record on my tablet. Um, so I learned something, but that's the idea is take action. You're going to learn along the way. You're going to make mistakes along the way. The idea is you have to learn from those mistakes. If you don't learn from them, if you don't pivot, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, and then that's, that's bad action. So you've got to take action and sometimes it's massive action and massive action, um, creates massive results. And, and I've learned from myself over time that I don't necessarily, some people may see it that I take massive action at times. To me, it's not. To me, I'm more like a, um, like a wave to where I just keep coming. I just keep coming. I just keep coming. And I'm not going to stop. And I'm not going to stop. And I'm just going to keep coming. And eventually, 
this wave is going to tear away a rock. And that's kind of how I've looked at just how I've done things throughout life. And that's kind of what I've done. Right, wrong, I don't know. That's just what I've observed about myself. I've done that with basketball. I've probably, I'm probably better at basketball now at 41, not athletically, but at the game. I'm probably better now than I was at 21. Um, so that's what I've learned about myself. You just got to keep going and you just keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually you become an expert in whatever you're doing as long as you're not trying different things. So it's one, take action. Two, you just got to keep going. And these are super simple things, right? These are things we can tell our, you know, I've got a, a kid going in the first grade and fourth grade. I can tell both of them these things, right? Take action, keep going, learn from your mistakes, and also have a singular focus. So I've, I don't want to say I've had this, it's not a problem, but I've looked at buying self or uh, buying small businesses. My main focus is self-storage. It's been great for the past four years. Why would I take my eye off that ball right now? Especially when I'm still heavy in acquisitions and that's really my main function right now. But if I buy a small business, what happens to acquisitions? It stops. And my business, while it may still grow a little bit, just with you know rental increases and and you know things like that, um, it's not going to grow exponentially. So I have to be singular focused on self storage. Right now, that is my expertise. Um, and while I you know travel down this path, maybe I find more things that I'm great at. Maybe I'm great at building systems. Maybe I'm great at managing a team. I, I don't know. Right now, I feel like I'm weak in those areas. But at some point, maybe I realize, you know what, I really am good at these areas, especially doing them over time. And now I've hired an acquisitions manager. I've got this whole team set up around storage. And now I can go look at buying a small business myself to implement the same teams in a small business. Um, that's kind of, I don't want to say long-term vision. Um, I'd like to say shorter term vision, but that's kind of where I feel like I'm going and, and would like to go. So yeah, again, it's one, take action. Um, two, learn from your mistakes. Three, just keep going. And four, be focused on what you're doing. Uh, and you can relate, you know, this can relate to anything in life. Um, it can be if you want to lose weight, if you want to gain weight, whatever it is, if you want your relationships better, whatever it is, if you do those four things, and there's probably other things you can add in there, but just off the top of my head rambling here, those were the four most important things in my mind that you could do. Um, and then also don't overeducate yourself. You do have to educate yourself a little bit, but don't sit on the sidelines um, and I'll relate this to storage because I've had a lot of people reach out and ask questions and, hey, who's I'm trying to think of a uh, typical question I get. It's usually about purchasing a facility, but people get hung up on the, the small things when buying a storage facility or anything else. And that's related back to me starting this podcast. Well, I don't know who's going to edit the the podcast. I don't know what to call it. All these things that... I don't know what to do or how it's going to look, but just take small actions for self-storage. Just find a deal. Just look for deals, hunt for deals, underwrite deals, 
if you're just doing those two things right there, you're going to, you're going to pull through. You're going to eventually, you're going to have massive results because you're taking action. So that's all I've got today. Um, this is new first podcast. So I don't know if I should say, Hey, like hit the like button, hit the like button, share. I have no idea. If there's a like button, like it for me. That'd be awesome. Uh, if there's a share button, hit the share button. That'd be awesome. If you find any type, any type of value in this, but uh, look forward to the next one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following, subscribing, and listening to this episode of the Do More podcast hosted by John Farling. To learn more or ask questions, go to l4investing.com.